Welcome to Modestly Metaphysical. Do not listen while operating heavy ego fuckery. Hello, and welcome back. Hello. How are you today? Oh, doing good. good. Waking up. All right. Um, this episode is going to be about psychedelics. We don't really have much of an outline. We're kind of just going with the flow. Um, we're going to be covering just the different psychedelics that we have done, our experience with them, uh, physical, you know, physical explanation, spiritual explanation, how they impacted us, um, and just any other details we kind of think to cover. We are going to explain what the differences are between them. She's done a few more than me um, that I haven't experimented with. So she's going to explain how those are a little bit different than the mushrooms and LSD, which is the two most common, I would say. Um, And then (laughs) most definitely. And then um, she'll just explain, you said ketamine, DMT and MDMA. And she'll kind of go through those, touch on those, her experience with those. And then we'll both just kind of come together at the end and talk about just the lessons and other details that don't necessarily involve the immediate experience of those drugs. Okay. Also disclaimer, we're not encouraging the use of drugs. Please do your research and not psychedelics aren't meant for everyone. Um, They can be a very good tool for growth, but you don't need them to grow as a person. Um, If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. I'm a huge firm believer in psychedelics presenting themselves to you when the time is right. Uh, It's a really, people who have done psychedelics know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But um, don't ever do them in a situation where you're not feeling safe. You're not with someone that you trust. It's always set and setting is very important. Um, I kind of talk about that a little bit on the other episode I have talking about uh, touching base on the actual like science of psychedelics. Uh, This is going to be more about our personal experiences rather than just what they are. Yeah. And I think psychedelics also, you know, obviously they can be fun and like it can be something that you do to enhance like a fun experience but I think mostly for me whenever I try to do that with my psychedelics it becomes uncomfortable so I would just say personally if you are going to do psychedelics I would encourage you to do them in more controlled settings because it seems to give the best outcome for growth yes and I always tell people psychedelics aren't a party drug at least for me, mushrooms and LSD, I do not want to, Zuko, he's trying to eat my tarot deck. (laughs) Uh, They are not a party drug for me. I do not feel comfortable being around people that I'm not um, comfortable with, you know, and sometimes it'll let you know that you're not as comfortable with someone as you thought you were. Um, Some of the, yes, no, you can go. Sorry, some of the drugs that I'll talk about at the end of the episode, uh, MDMA, ketamine, um even dmt can definitely be like a type of like riding the line situation i'll talk about it more when we get there but i've definitely used those substances in more like a social setting and it had an enjoyable time 
but yeah, I think for the most part, the more controlled that you can be and not in like a party setting, right. You're going to get way more out of it. Yes. And it's a tool. I think that they're definitely tools for growth. Um, there, there are some, I'm not saying that the whole experience is like, you're getting, you're getting shown what you suck at or like what you need to heal. There are very fun experiences that I've had, um, just with psychedelics that didn't, it just was healing to my inner child. And it wasn't, I wasn't thinking about, um, I wasn't having an existential crisis. I have had one (laughs) multiple while doing psychedelics, but the whole experience doesn't consist of like these serious, um, conversations with yourself or the serious monologue within yourself. It, It can be very fun and freeing as well. So don't get scared. (laughs) our disclaimer is not meant to frighten you just we don't want you guys to be led astray on our stand our standing on who and when and where and what exactly just be safe I mean listen to yourself you know yourself best if you're uncomfortable don't do it right all right so to get started how would you describe psychedelics if someone just asks you for a umbrella statement like someone who has no no prior like someone who's the type of person that thinks like LSD puts holes in your brain you're gonna look like Swiss cheese like that type person I think I would say first of all everything that you have been told about psychedelics from the media maybe not everything but pretty much everything for the most part like 99% of the stuff is lies you're definitely not going to get holes in your brain. Um, it is using psychedelics for me personally has been the most impactful, influential thing that I've done for my growth. As far as my understanding of the world goes, my understanding of myself and other people and how we are all connected. I don't even know who I would be without psychedelics I literally don't even know who I would be probably a really bitchy person honestly and I mean not that I haven't like dealt with mental health struggles but psychedelics are not the reason that I have had mental health struggles they're the reason that I've been able to overcome those struggles and understand myself and it has been so impactful for me literally changed my life and I do feel like it's my like responsibility to share my experience and talk about my love of psychedelics honestly with people because it is something that can change the world if people use it correctly in the correct setting it's been so impactful for me I agree I would um there's like a certain Sometimes people, they'll ask questions, but you know that they're not in a place to be willing to hear what you're saying, you know, when it comes to psychedelics. Yeah. So normally how I describe it is very similar to you of, it's one of those things where I too was the type of person that was very unsure, very wary, like, you know, I heard all the wrong things about it, definitely thought that it was terrible for you, especially acid and stuff, everything, oops, everything that we hear about, about it in the media demonizes it and makes you feel afraid of it. 
telling you that you're going to go crazy. You're going to like jump out of buildings. You're going to do all these things. Um, and then when I finally had my first experience, I, same thing, it was very life altering for me. And, um, I always just tell people you have to be willing and ready to not ever be the same again and not in a way of, um, you're going to be a completely different person, but you're just going to be the, uh, a more compassionate and understanding version of like, almost like stepping into your higher self. Like you're going to be f- almost forced through a spiritual awakening. And if you're not ready for that, I would definitely, you know, take it slow. You can take smaller doses and not necessarily get as much as that of that, like ego death kind of, um, experience such a crazy experience yes and it's it's just like it's one of those things where I tell people it's not a party drug you have to be ready to use it as a tool for growth and if you don't set an intention like it's going to set an intention for you Mm -hmm. and it may not be the direction that you wanted that experience to go and just make sure like you have to do your own research because no matter what I tell you about my experience, I know that everyone's experience varies. And so it's, I always just tell people, watch YouTube videos, watch what other people say, look up like reviews because everything's different. And obviously everyone has a different life experience to lead up to that moment. And anything that you went through is going to come through and not all the time is it negative (laughs) most of the time I have never had a bad trip I don't know about you but um no I haven't yeah (laughs) I've never had a bad trip I've had challenging experiences and I've had times when I wasn't necessarily like laughing or like happy during the experience but never a bad trip always super uh never scared no never scared always safe for sure and that's you have to make sure that you do that when you like commit to doing the substance you have to understand that you committed to doing it it's not it's not gonna go away once you put it in your mouth whether it's mushrooms or acid after you hit that bowl of dmt you are gonna have the experience whether you want to or not buckle up (laughs) you gotta just be like I am in control, I'm safe, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not scared, I'm not in danger because you're not. But and you, you know. it's very people have the misconception that it's like when you're stoned and you can't really understand or comprehend what's going on, you're very logical and you can very much understand what's going on. It doesn't it doesn't impact your ability to like I will say if you're at the peak experience of like LSD, it can be very like it's easy to get yeah it's more so because you're just super overstimulated but you can still be very logical like I could sit there going on right um I could sit there and think to myself like okay I know that this is like just the drug I know that like I never the concept of people like jumping out of windows or like seeing things that aren't there I've never seen anything that's not there (laughs) that's not that's hallucinations and that's not from psychedelics that's from other drugs that make you have actual hallucinations when you take psychedelics you don't hallucinate right I mean you have sometimes visual um discrepancies like things do 
move. Right. <laughs> I don't know how other to explain it. Right. They wiggle move. around. Okay. <laughs> wiggle a little bit. It's a little bit wavy, baby, but it's definitely not like you're not hallucinating. Right. Everything that you see is there. Even if you don't think that what you saw is there, it is. You right. saw it. The only thing that like colors and stuff like oh they get um, a brighter definitely right like I'll see colors around people or you know um, very subtle things that maybe aren't there to my naked eye but make sense to me high end right right that you actually are paying attention you're like so when you take especially mushrooms or LSD I think when you take those drugs you're so like aware and your everything is heightened it's times 10 right so you you might see things that normally you're like oh that's not normally like that that's not normally there but in reality I think half of that is the actual substance and the other half of that is that you're just paying attention right I agree especially like just yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it but (laughs) no we're both like this and this but okay so your first experience uh both of our first experiences were with lsd um acid they're the same thing uh acid i think sounds a lot scarier so i always say lsd but either way they're the same thing so if you hear it on the on people talking about it online whatever they are the same thing. Um, what was your first experience? And just walk me through just how that was for you. And you kind of touched base on it last episode, but go into whatever you feel is necessary. Yeah. So my first experience with um, LSD was in South Dakota in Spearfish. And I was with a group of friends. Um, it was, I think there was five of us. Let's see. Yeah, there's five of us, and it was all people who I felt really like safe and comfortable with. Um, we were doing it at one of my friend's house. His his mom was out of town, um, and so we went over there, and we're like trying to get acid. We're like messaging people, whatever, and then one of my friends like got some from an older person that we knew. They came over, brought it to us, and it was like 1230, one o'clock at this point. Um, and it was really cool because later on, I actually ended up living with this person who brought us our first dose of acid and he became super like important to me. He's definitely family. Um, but we took the acid. I think we took one tab, which like, that doesn't mean a lot because acid is a liquid so when you take it on a tab a piece of paper somebody took that liquid and they dropped it onto the piece of paper sometimes they just dip it into the liquid and pull it out sometimes they drop it rarely do they measure it when they drop it I think I don't think that's like super common I mean unless hard you're to as well it's just so hard. yes I know somebody who accidentally took um I know exactly (laughs) (laughs) you guys it was my (laughs) ex-boyfriend so anyways I just start laughing so I know somebody who accidentally took like 15 tabs at once so like 
please do not like be very careful if you're gonna take it from a liquid form you need to just take like the tiniest amount like really tiny or just don't even take it in a liquid form if you're gonna take a tab start with half you know just really pace yourself if you're nervous about it or just go for it and take the tab but that's up to you (laughs) but so we took it whatever and it starts like kicking in and it was just a weird so this is like the super shortened version of this story but basically the whole time I was tripping there was like all this weird stuff going on with me with my friends we were having like these kind of like scary-ish like encounters my one friend like um there was a doll in this room in my friend's house and it was super weird and scary and they're like they're just like oh this doll's fucked like close the door keep that doll in there don't go in that room nobody's allowed in that room like keep the fucking door right it was really cold in the house which was weird I mean it was in the middle of winter it was like February or January um I think of my I think of my junior year I can't remember might have been my senior year though I think it was my senior year, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and I kept wanting to go outside because how cold it was inside, which was weird. But also, personally, when I do psychedelics, I like to go outside and just, like, walk around a lot. It's really grounding and, like, it's nice to be outside and not be in an enclosed space and, like, have fresh air. Um, that's what I used to do in South Dakota when I lived there. I would just take LSD and, like, walk around town me too so much and just literally walk from one end of spearfish to the other end but um so we were walking around and like obviously everything was like super overwhelmingly beautiful that's like the only way I can explain it everything was so beautiful I think I kept saying that over and over again I just kept saying everything's so beautiful and I was going like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. (sighs) that was like all I was doing but in my mind so many things clicked for me that night like I just realized how connected everything was I'm that was for me like a turning point for not being religious anymore and just being spiritual because I was like um everybody is like doing the same thing we're all believing the same thing we just are putting rules on it for no reason right and I really am a spiritual person but I don't like follow religion because that night literally showed me that it is it's all the same I don't know it was very interesting um but something that made my experience really real my first experience with LSD so like I said we had like all these weird experiences where we were cold like people were getting freaked out about the doll in the room um my one of my good friends was sitting in a room and he was looking at the closet and there was like we just were sitting in the other room and we heard him say like help guys so we like go in there and he's like there's something like in the closet and like at this point we were like you know all kind of like realizing that we were all having like these weird kind of like almost like paranormal experiences happening to us but we hadn't really talked about it thus far Um, I don't think we really even talked about it until the next morning all the way, but there was a moment when I was standing at the window with one of my friends, well, with, with Tyler and the, the, we were looking across at the house that was like next door to my friend's house. And there's this face 
like in the window that Tyler like saw like this white kind of like head in the window and um it looked kind of like demonic a little bit or like I don't know just like otherworldly not of this world and Tyler says if like if you're real make a move I don't remember if he said that in like in internally or out loud Mm -hmm. but then like the curtain shut and I remember you telling me this every time I get super creeped out it's so crazy so the next morning as a group we end up literally going to my friend's parents house and her mom and dad are just so oh so amazing they sat down with us group of five teenagers and we were like we just did acid and this is what happened blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and kind of they like walked us through it helped us process that and that was really also an influential part of this experience was that having somebody to help integrate what I had just went through immediately after it happened who was somebody that I trusted who was someone who was an adult that could really at that point like make me feel loved supported and comforted to have a space to like talk about that experience Mm -hmm. um and when we start talking about that experience we figured out that this white headed figure I do believe is like a demonic or like I don't know negative energy entity entity that is maybe trapped in this house or like I don't know but maybe that explains why it was so fucking cold to you guys too yeah I think so so we we saw this picture my friend had a picture that was taken at that house six months or more before we had taken the acid there and he was wearing a shirt that said have a nice trip on it and Mm -hmm. it had like a melty smiley face it was tie-dye shirt and in the background behind him there was like what you is an orb like figure and it was like that white like figure with the head um in the window and I just to me it's not a coincidence that on his shirt it said have a nice trip that was not like his first time experiencing the drug I don't think but regardless the coincidences are too and for me what a fucking wild (laughs) oh my gosh I know it was yo because I can't imagine I've never experienced like a paranormal I've never really had any like paranormal experiences but to me there's too many that people do have to discount that they're true and I'm the type of person where if I haven't experienced it like I I believe it until like I believe people's stories like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that you're not being honest like there's just too many people telling stories of paranormal or unexplainable energies or entities for me to discount that there's not some truth to it right and I do believe in that kind of stuff I don't think that we're alone in this universe I think there's a lot that we can't see Um, there's a lot of energies that we can't see I don't think that we're like the only sentient or conscious entities on this planet obviously and I do think that some of them are just in energetic form. Yeah, no, so. I definitely agree with that. That experience was super wild. Yeah, but- what the fuck? I would have literally just... <laughs> I, that that, and it was your guys' because it was all of your guys' first time? No, it was my first time 
and I think one other friend's first time. Okay, because I was like, if it was everyone's first time and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then the creepy doll and shit, like, yeah. I definitely think that your first experience is a little unfortunate. It sounds negative, but really. It's not negative, just like very wild to experience, especially us knowing, oh, there's a spider. Us knowing, um... (laughs) Oh, I'd be like hold on one second (laughs) but us knowing now how psychedelics are and just knowing that like that was your first experience oh my gosh I'm like why why literally why (laughs) but it's okay it was so much fun and it really did like it didn't scare me I was just like whoa this is crazy. I was yeah, like, you're like, is this, this it's, it's like one of those things where you have to like do like, constant reality what? checks where you're like, is this happening? <laughs> is this happening? Like, is this real? No, it's really crazy. And it's not like things happen that are unexplainable, but to other people, they sound unexplainable. But right. when you're experiencing it, you're like, no, this happened. And it made sense. Like this happened. Right. To me. It made sense that it happened when it happened and how it happened. But mm-hmm. someone else I agree. is like, mm, okay. And I'm like, no right yes my experience my first experience is a lot more chill I did start um my very very first time I did start with half a tab and I didn't really I didn't give visuals at all um it was just more of like that kind of euphoric feeling but I didn't really get much of anything it almost just felt like I was just in a really good mood like it was it was just a half a tab is a good place for most people to start where you can kind of you can kind of feel like that tense feeling in your chest when it starts to come up um maybe there's slight visuals and things are enhanced colors look pretty you know everything looks pretty um but my first true like full tab experience I just remember um I was with TJ our really good friend of course and it was Earth Day, and we were picking up garbage at Game Farm. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yes, and I don't. It's so weird for me because when I actually have um, trips in the moment, everything is very clear. I know exactly what's going on, but it's it's almost like a dream when I come out of it. I can't remember details as much. Uh, I try to write things down when I am. Uh, oh this didn't happen until further along in my experiences but I tried to write things down and remember just even like some thought patterns and stuff that I was having that would come up but it is very weird uh I think it's because our brain can't really process how much stimulus is going on um one thing that was very prevalent to me the first time I did acid was being able to hear like doing a full tab being able to hear things from so far away like I don't know how to describe it to someone who has never done it but I could literally hear like someone if I invited a friend over so in Spearfish South Dakota you guys there's no cars on the street at fucking 2 a.m like there's no traffic it's silent there's no one there so if I invite a friend or tell someone to come over I can hear them coming from blocks away like in their car like it's it's so wild like I don't know how to describe it it's true and it's and you can hear things just so differently um and also seeing things yeah you get visuals but for me it was also like the detail 
the it's there's such this weird blend between being so detailed and being not detailed because when you really look at something you can see every little intricate detail of so for example um, one time I was doing acid and we were looking at someone's fingertips and they had just really gripped something tightly and so we could see like the blood rushing to the fingertips and we could see like the like where we could see it and it was really weird <laughs> and I had never experienced that it was Trey's cousin like you and we were like looking and we're like because he was just holding a painting and so we thought the paint was on his fingers (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we were like you can just see things so much it's something that you see okay if you take your fingers and you squeeze your fingers together you can see that they're white at the tips and then they turn red which is exactly what you're explaining but when you're on acid you see it and it's so detailed so detailed it's like your entire perspective has changed. And so it's like, if I can see this now, am I just not paying attention? You see this like thing in such a different light. It's like, it's like literally like somebody like switched the lighting in the room or something. And you like are seeing it like, so you just see everything in like ultra 4k all of a sudden. (laughs) And it's so weird. And you just notice like, for example, um, if I'm just laying sober in the grass, like watching the wind, you just kind of see like the chaos of that the wind is causing. But when you're on LSD or even shrooms, you can see where the wind starts and how it all, like you can see the pattern of the wind in oh, these trees, in these plants. Like you can see how it's not just like chaotic. Everything's just like going amok. It's these waves of wind that all move together and you can really see exactly like she talked about where you see how interconnected everything is because you can see how it all operates as a unit rather than seeing things operate individually. So you can see how the wind affects the plants and where it starts in the distance. Like you can see it coming and you can also hear how like birds are actually communicating with each other and just different things, you can see how everything really is operating together. And it's a very, um, to someone who, like, to, Noel knows exactly what I'm talking about, and other people who have done psychedelics know exactly what I'm talking about, but someone who has not done psychedelics, that can sound very, like, confusing, and it's one of those things where you just have to do it to understand what I'm saying, because I can sit here and try to explain it to you, but you will not see it with just because of the perspective that you have right now. Like it just does really switch your perspective on a lot of things. Um, It did give me a deeper reverence, not only for like one, I think I may have touched on this before, but it made me feel very small in the order of things, but also very important, like as an individual, Mm -hmm. like it made me realize like, yeah, everything's connected and I'm a very small part of this interconnectedness, but everything is connected. And so if my cord is severed for whatever reason, I leave a gaping hole because of just the uh, exponential impact that I have on people indirectly as well. And so it made me very, it made me realize how important I was individually as well as just as a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I definitely think that is a really like concise way to put it right you recognize and realize that you are insignificant but at the same time you're not 
you are important. It literally is like the reason that I know that I, people say this, you've probably heard this quote somewhere or seen it somewhere. If you're into anything metaphysical, which if you aren't, why are you listening to this podcast? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> Modestly metaphysical. You're not into metaphysics. Okay. Um, uh, anyways, but it's <laughs> like, you are the universe experiencing itself, right? And I think that doing psychedelics really solidified that for me. Like, we literally are all so connected to each other. The I know because of the experiences that I've had, and particularly with you, Kara, like, we are in each other's lives for a very particular reason. And the, like, synchronicities and the reasons that we have found each other again I know that psychedelics has influenced that and I also know that like doing psychedelics has solidified that these things are not happening by chance right yes and that's one thing it really opens your eyes to things and you can kind of put together some pieces where um, it did make me more spiritual I think because it did changed my perspective on a lot of things and made my personal life experience a lot more meaningful. Um, and then for me, I never once felt like I, I, there was a time where I would do LSD. I would literally only wait to do it again so that it was fully <laughs> digested out of my system. So like the typical two weeks that you have to wait for it to be gone completely or for your tolerance to reset rather. And so I was doing it for a long time, just every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks. And LSD or did you do any uh, mushrooms? At that time, I have done mushrooms. Um, At that time, I had done them, but not in doses that equated to my LSD experiences. Um, So at that time, I hadn't done any where I got any visuals or anything, just smaller amounts where I could feel it. Um, my pupils were dilated, whatever. Um, but not, I didn't do larger doses of mushrooms until the past recent couple years. Um, but I never once felt like I was addicted to it. I just simply was trying to get as much of like, as I had access to it, I wanted to use that experience to be able to, um, learn what I could with, with the drugs help. But my ultimate goal was to, um, have those experiences of clarity and thought processing sober. So I like, it still made me, it didn't make me feel reliant on it whatsoever. And it's a very weird, uh, drug in that way of it's not, it's not addicting and like, it feels very nice. Yeah. But it's not the type of drug where you're like itching (laughs) to do it again, because it is very exhausting emotionally, spiritually. And I have had trips where, um, so I think I mentioned this on my other podcast, but LSD lasts anywhere between, to me, it's usually no less than like 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. And so it's a very long, long haul. Uh, Mushrooms are usually the longest, usually it lasts around six for me. I was going to say about half is usually my experience, depending like if you take a bunch right it's, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna take a while. last a little longer but for like the doses that I've taken I would agree yeah. um and so 
I have had trips where I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to be done now. <laughs> like I'm ready to just go to sleep. That's the hardest <laughs> part of us that I will say like, mm-hmm. you are definitely going to be doing it for a hot minute. And right. if you aren't prepared, like one really good thing and something I always do is like eat fruit on, when I'm coming down from mass. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. You don't eat anything processed. You are going to feel so gross. You're not even going to want anything. No, you're going to want like some fresh fruit on hand for when you're starting to come down. I usually get really hungry on the come down because I used to be walking like a motherfucker. Like I would just be walking, eating the whole time. So right, you don't you you don't feel hunger. No, no, you don't. If you can drink those naked like fruit drinks while you're like doing it or like a smoothie or like anything Something. with some like sugar and carbs you're gonna right you're gonna be later. you're yeah. gonna be fine <laughs> but you definitely most of the time I did it at night yeah I've had more night trips than I did day trips I love day trips now that I've like done it before the only reason it was night is because I was trying to hide it from my parents <laughs> that's about it <laughs> um but day trips and night trips are also very different um night trips I mean it it's so weird because you can see every little detail obviously your pupils are dilated so things seem a lot brighter and you can see a lot better than you would think that you normally could at night Mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah I, I just the experience in itself is something that I hope that everyone can kind of be able to do one day I think if you're interested in it most definitely like do your research of course maybe yeah do your research maybe don't like seek it out super like intensely but definitely if you put it out there that you are interested in it like it comes around probably will especially come. with let's get into mushrooms now that's that's so that's lsd um mushrooms for me the largest dose i've never tried to do a hero dose or anything um i did a lot i do a lot more microdosing than i do I like large trips the largest I've taken is just an eighth just like I think that's the most I've taken also that's the most I it's very um, more emotionally exhausting than LSD hard on your tummy also yeah yes mushrooms can be a bit hard on your tummy so I'm a puker I like to puke (laughs) when I take substances no I don't like to puke but my body does not like to hold it in so right Mushrooms are something I have to be really careful with. If you can find um, anti-nausea medication to take with your mushrooms or like even doing like holistic anti-nausea stuff like ginger with your uh, mushrooms, grinding them up really smallly, making mushroom tea. Oh gosh, I keep eating this. I always do smoothies, but I also have iron gut. I will not throw up. Like (laughs) I, it's so hard to get me to puke. And I just like, I'm very blessed in that way because that's the one thing that I know would feel like I would it feels I know so uncomfortable you can find recipes for mushroom tea and what that is is basically you take the mushrooms and you put it with something acidic like lemon juice Mm, like a lemon tech Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it breaks it down a bit before uh your body has to break it down so it just helps like it not be so hard on your stomach so that's my suggestions if people are if you're honestly I, if you want to take a large dose, I would just do acid. <laughs> like, I understand some people want to go the mushroom route because it's natural. 
but if you're looking for like a the intense psychedelic experience is similar they're like mushrooms are great i have this mushroom dress on right now (laughs) um but I love them in microdose so much more than I love taking them in a large dose and microdosing them literally. I think when I first moved to Colorado, I, I was working at this chiropractic office and my, one of my coworkers was like, I'll get you like mushrooms if you want them. And she got me this bag of mushrooms and I kid you not, these mushrooms literally smelled like chocolate. It was so weird. (laughs) They smelled like straight chocolate. Anyways, I took microdoses of those mushrooms for so long because I had so many, like seven grams, which is like when you microdose, you take a thousand or a hundred milligrams, maybe like 80 to like 120 milligrams, depending on your weight. Um, and then, oh, my cat wants to come in. Um, she's like, meow. Um, but when you take like a full dose, a, one gram is a thousand milligrams so seven grams is like an infinite amount of doses and that's what made me really um get out of my first depression I think that I experienced as an adult yes I I um I tried microdosing LSD it's such a process to try to do that though um just with like having to soak it and then have like the water and like or whatever you use to and so it was just a long process but with mushrooms it's really easy and I will say that it's such a beautiful experience oh sorry to microdose because you get a lot of the same benefits of um a lot more heightened awareness things look really vivid and beautiful without the visual trips it's just like for example I was riding my bike to the gym this was like when I moved here and I had micro I've been microdosing and um I just was being really really aware of how I was feeling and there was a, a cool breeze but every time I would go past a parked car it felt really warm because of like the heat coming off of the car. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I would have normally recognized. I don't think if I hadn't been microdosing. Yeah. And just things like that, like little things, uh, like the little um, nuances of life that we don't really pay attention to as much. Yeah. I think for me, microdosing also, like, I don't know, it just really, oh, here's the kitty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Excuse you, ma'am. she's not very modest sorry start her on only fans with that content (laughs) (laughs) only cats only cats (laughs) (laughs) all right missy if you want to be in here she's like i just want to cause cause a ruckus i'm gonna put her she likes to go on top of this like this thing behind me is actually a bed and I just put this tapestry over it to make it look a little prettier because I have it in my guest room and <laughs> my thing, but she likes to go up there. So we'll let her. Hey, microdosing. Microdosing. How do you feel about it? I think that microdosing for me, um, the things that I notice are like mostly mood changes, but also yeah, everything just seems a little bit brighter. Like your problems don't seem as stressful you like 
just naturally have a little bit more energy. I think when you do psychedelics, they do give you a little bit of like energy in the moment. So microdosing like in the morning, you know, just helps you have just that a little bit of energy throughout the day. And like, I love caffeine. I do, but psychedelics give you a different type of energy. Yes, I agree. It's like an internal energy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the funniest thing is the last large dose, not the last large dose, like a couple doses ago when I did mushrooms, like wanted to do a bigger kind of dose. (laughs) The first one that I did here living in California, I literally deep cleaned my whole apartment (laughs) and like so I was like I had to like I couldn't not do it and uh those who are spiritual know that when uh you're tripping it feels there's something that feels really good about just having a clean clean environment where you just it feels good (laughs) and spiritually I think knowing that um keeping things tidy also keeps the energy tidy it makes sense, but I literally started in the kitchen and couldn't stop myself until like the whole place was clean. I don't have like a huge apartment, like this is California. So I just have, <laughs> I just have a one, a small one bedroom. It's like good enough for me, but, um, it, I cleaned everything and I reorganized. I made sure everything was tidy and it felt good to do that. Oh, I'm and, sure. um, it's that wasn't like a typical thing for me I don't think that would have happened if I would have done LSD um but then the next trip that I had it was just very uh creative I wanted to just like make art I wanted to uh cry (laughs) I just wanted to like do those types of things but it was the same dose just like my brain wanted to do different things and for mushrooms I think that it really helps you get your shit together. <laughs> like, honestly, if I'm like going through something either mentally or, you know, most of the time, it, most of the time, it, let's, everything's mental, even if it's like a physical thing that's going on. It's like our mental awareness of it or our mental uh, processes of it that make it suck. I and so that. I had like trouble cleaning at that time, not necessarily like cleaning overall, but just like keeping things tidy that's just like little little messes you know the stupid things that are easy to clean and yeah. my brain was just like let's just do a hard reset <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> like let me just follow this um it's, it's weird like that it'll kind of help you uh break through those weird addictions that we have even if it's like being addicted to being sad <laughs> yeah it definitely like <laughs> psychedelics in general I think in the moment you're like oh this is overwhelming or this is whatever but you do end up having those like deep introspective kind of like realizations when you're doing it I don't know the last time I remember taking a large dose of mushrooms honestly was still I was still in South Dakota and we I think we took an eighth of mushrooms but that shit hit me like a freight train bro some of them are stronger than others that's another thing be wary of that you guys so we went to uh, iron creek we were camping there and we took the mushrooms when we got there and like walked around iron creek and if you know iron creek like it is tiny it takes like 30 45 minutes to walk around if you're walking slowly it's like maybe what a mile 
around you can see the whole edge of the lake entire lake yes exactly it's really small so we walk around this lake and as we're walking around the lake I kid you not I am just tripping dick like everything was so blurry for me and my face I don't know if it's because it was like the grasses around the lake were causing me to have this reaction or what if it was the mushrooms my face was watering my nose my eyes everything just watering watering I was crying like um, so much I was literally bawling walking around this like just bawling face watering from like everything 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 and then we get back to the campsite everything's like pretty normal I'm like not tripping anymore and for me that was just such a crazy crazy mushroom experience that's a big reason why I think I don't take large doses because I was like oh my gosh that was intense for like I feel like it purges, it purges it purges I definitely think that was part of it. And what I wanted to say was, so mushrooms, I believe the active ingredient in mushrooms is psilocybin, psilocybin. But I think when your body breaks down psilocybin, it breaks down into psilocin, Mm -hmm. which is um, a similar, like, psilocybin and dmt are both found in nature and i think that mushrooms and dmt are similar especially like more so ayahuasca and mushrooms are similar to me because they do involve this like very intense almost like your body is taken over type of experience and then you're purging so much um during Physically that time. and emotionally yeah that's why I puke a lot I think when I mm-hmm. take mushrooms because it's just like purging that stuff out of me emotionally yeah you're purging LSD is a lot more like logical yeah and mushrooms are a lot more emotional I would say for sure right. in small doses I would say they're really they can make you notice things in a more logical way and be more like emotionally in tune like, yeah, exactly. With yourself and like the world around you, but in large doses, they can be a lot. I would still encourage people, like if they're interested in doing a large dose, I always tell people to work up to it. Yeah, like, work up to it. Like wait until you no longer have anxiety at a certain dose to dose up. That's how I kind of explain it to people. Like, especially with acid, I'm like, start with one tab, and when that feeling of like when you start to peak of like, oh shit. when that feeling goes away and you feel like yourself really flowing at that dose, then maybe like challenge yourself. Or like, if you feel intuitively that you've learned everything that you can at that dosage or with that dosage's assistance rather then move up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's flow is much better. Yes. And then you have also done um, DMT, MDMA and ketamine. Yeah. So, so touch on those. Um, I'll ask anything that I come up with. I need to find my laptop charger real quick, but I'm listening. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Take your time. So, uh, DMT is a very psychedelic experience. Um, MDMA and ketamine can be, and they're a lot different than LSD and mushrooms because they don't last quite as long. DMT 
in its raw form is maybe like a 15 minute trip. Um, ayahuasca is a form of DMT. It has an inhibitor. So your body just metabolizes uh, DMT very quickly. So that's why the trip doesn't last very long. But when you have ayahuasca, it lasts a lot longer because your body is prevented from breaking it down so quickly. Um, and it's definitely the most psychedelic, like out of body experience that I've had recently in the past year or like eight months, I did, um, DMT with a close friend of mine and Tyler and, um, they, so they, they, I say I did it with them, but they babysat me while I did it. Right. Because when you do, um, DMT, like you usually smoke it out of a pipe, um, but you have to heat it up quite hot. So you can like, I did it like out of a dab, dab rig. Cause the stuff I had was kind of like waxy. Um, and you are like breathe it in and it tastes terrible and it smells really weird, but you like really old man it. breath it smells like mothballs. If anybody knows what mothballs mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. Like mothballs. Or like when you wake up in the morning and you have like bad breath and like you have that taste in your mouth. That's That's, what yeah. Means. And it doesn't fucking go like you'll never you'll smell it again in your life and you will. You'll and you'll be it. like, and you're like, that's damn damn. Yeah. No, but sometimes it's just your bad breath in the morning because you, your brain actually secretes really small amounts of DMT. It's found in everything in nature also, which is really cool. Any living thing has DMT in it in some amount. Um, but Science doesn't know a lot about DMT or why it works the way it works. I don't think. I agree. Anyways, big uh, breath. Yeah, um, you a big you breath. You hold it in. Sorry, no. I was like, big breath. <laughs> big breath. I just <laughs> Oh no. Okay. I always get off track. <laughs> you take a big breath. You hold it in, and when you exhale, you pretty much are shot through the reality of space and time into a new dimension. Um, it can be different for everyone, but for me, my last experience was literally the most beautiful experience on psychedelics that I think I've ever had. I was listening to a blackmail song. Um, you know, Tyler and Tucker were like making sure that I was like breathing and that I was okay. And like, it doesn't affect your breathing or anything like that, but it's good to have somebody there with you. If you're going to do it, just like make sure you know, if you have a seizure or something like that, someone's there not that it would cause that, but you never know. Yeah. You never know. Everybody's body's different. It's going to react differently. So it's good to just have somebody with you that can take care of stuff if they need to. Um, and I was kind of like falling through these dimensions of colors and shapes. And like, my eyes were closed. I like took the breath out, like laid back on the couch shut my eyes. And I was introduced to this spirit bird person. I don't know how else to explain it, but my spirit bird person was basically telling me, you know, that all of, or not really telling me like out loud, but it was more like these internal thoughts. And it was like, I was having these thoughts and that spirit was just comforting me and making me feel like, validated and um making me feel 
very like I'm on the right track. So at that time in my life, I was really like struggling with what am I supposed to be doing with my career? Like, how am I supposed to be interacting with the world? What are things that I need to share? And I was just really validated and like comforted by the fact that I am on the right path. Like I am doing what I should be doing. And since then, I've really like honed in on what I want to do with my career. I've also started doing this podcast, which is really cool. Um, And just doing more art and sharing things in a way that feels really like soul fulfilling to me. It is really hard to explain how beautiful that experience was with words. It is something that you really have to just experience for yourself. Um, And I know a lot of people say that a lot of the things that you're experiencing in a DMT trip, especially, are things that we don't have human communication for because they're concepts or ideas that we don't really have a large understanding of already, except for people who have had these experiences and collectively like feel like like that deep inner knowing of you know what what's going on, but you still don't have the words to describe it because it's not something that like we experience to so have words for. Yeah. Right. There's no words to experience like if you can imagine falling through dimensions of colors and like shape but so much more than that it's so right and so much of like the comfort that you feel is such like it's it's something that's hard for me to describe to people as well of just like this deep inner knowing that you have like it's just this deep intuition of a yes or this deep intuition of a like just what this uh, experience is communicating to you and it's something that's very personalized and it's something that not everyone um, I feel like people develop that connection with, with themselves after psychedelics, especially some people have it naturally of uh, people who are just like natural intuitives of even when I tell people like, I just know, or when you have that feeling of, I just know, I just know, I just know it's that, but with the whole experience of like they, that entity didn't necessarily have to say anything to Noel for her to understand or to, for her to feel the like acceptance or the like comfort it's just like that deep feeling you just like you just know you just feel so at peace like and I think it's it can be different that might not be your experience if that's not what it's supposed to be and I know people who've had very different experiences that I would encourage you to look up DMT experiences if you're interested at all because they range so much like so personalized. Yes. It's a very, each person's experience is very, very different. Um, it's yeah, it's amazing. I definitely have a lot to say about a DMT. I think. And when we talk about ayahuasca, yeah, we can do a whole, whole episode on we'll DMT and more. ayahuasca. Yeah. Cause you can go so much more into it. And there's some really interesting like authors that have some resources I would, I could share too. Um, MDMA and ketamine are some other substances that I have had psychedelic experiences on. MDMA is a very interesting one. It makes you feel very loving, open, connected to the people around you. Um, and when I say I've had psychedelic experiences on MDMA, it's not like the whole experience is psychedelic, but there have been points when I have taken it that have been very psychedelic feeling um 
just like the connectedness I think that it brings you to other people is like the most the part of that that's the most psychedelic but it also is definitely like a party drug like people use it as like a party drug I've used what's it. the difference so I'm asking this not only for myself but I know other people will ask this too what is the difference between like MDMA molly and ecstasy so they're all kind of muddled together honestly um MDMA is like that's the shortened form of like the scientific word right so there's MDMA and there's MDA and basically the compounds just a little bit different the scientific like structure of the molecule the compound is a little altered I think ecstasy technically the way I know the drug at least is that ecstasy is like MDMA and molly is like MDA and honestly like really do your research about this chemical if you're going to take it this drug because it's does have like some negative side effects if you're if you use it incorrectly you need to protect your brain and it's really easy to get laced or like something that's not pure it's really easy yeah to have things in it that you don't want in it so like testing your drugs is super important um taking the right dosage there's a website called airwid.org it's spelled e-r-o-w-i-d i'm gonna link it in the uh, notes too for airwid.org. so definitely so the cool thing about airwid is any substance that you're interested in learning about is going to be on airwid it's going to be listed from pharmaceuticals to ibuprofen to dmt and lsd and mdma all those things are listed you can look at experiences that people have had. They have um, dosage. They have like tips and tricks on how to correctly identify what's commonly mixed with it. Um, you can, I think, even order testing kits through their site if you're interested in testing your drugs, which I would highly recommend. I test everything. That if I do. you do raves and stuff like that, please Every, test your drugs. Just test them. Like it's not that hard. I test everything I take. It's really fentanyl is so common right now and it's very, very lethal. So please test your drugs. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. So the difference between like MDA and MDMA is really like not a lot. I think MDMA can be a little bit more like, um, emotionally like lovey dovey type feelings. And I think MDA can be a little bit more like energetic and like ready to party type feeling right. um for me i have had yeah like psychedelic type experiences with those drugs but it's also yeah a party drug it's a slippery slope you need to be careful with what you take with it and just really educate yourself if you're gonna take that um another similar one to i mean it's not similar to mdma but another drug that people use in a party setting a lot that i have had really profound experiences with psychedelically at home is ketamine um ketamine someone's gonna say is a horse tranquilizer I know it's a horse tranquilizer it's also used on ambulances it's also used in everyday medicine at hospitals so while yes they use it in a veterinary setting to sedate animals for also side note on that before I forget is that they also have um I'm pretty sure both MDMA and ketamine controlled like um psychotherapy therapy yeah where you can be given a dose in a clinical setting and they just leave you the fuck alone they just let you have clinical supervision 
so that you it helps with like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's used for like depression addiction uh, anxiety anything that you would take a typical like there's a bunch of studies done um maps the yes uh, yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's it's like m a p s m a p s m a p s is it just m a p s i, th- I think so multidisciplinary association for psychedelic something yeah something like that we'll link it also yeah we'll link that too (laughs) maps has a really if you're actually interested in how that psychotherapy works and what the scientific like findings are behind it maps has done so many studies and worked so 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 hard for us to be able to have these assisted psychotherapy um in colorado there's assisted psychotherapy too like obviously you have to you know, meet a certain requirements to be in those programs, but it is so cool what people have done with that. Ketamine, MDMA, and psilocybin, I think, is like what they're working on, but. Okay, anyways, ketamine. um, Yeah, so ketamine, horse tranquilizer, um, it (laughs) is a very crazy experience. It is a dissociative analgesic, so your body gets numb. It's really good for pain. That's why it's used in medicine, Um, and it does not affect your breathing. So that's unlike other anesthesia can and other like things like fentanyl is a pain medication. Mm -hmm. It's much safer for doctors to use ketamine because it doesn't affect your breathing, unlike fentanyl, which does. So it's just one less thing for them to have to manage when they give you ketamine. And there's some really skewed information, especially around the Elijah McLean case around ketamine. Yes, he got a huge dose of ketamine and I can't say that it didn't affect him and his like passing. But what I can say is that six people on top of almost anybody would probably suffocate them. Um, It's actually just like a really controversial thing in medicine right now because some uh, parts of medicine like paramedics are like being, um, not being able to use that as much as they could in past protocol, but it really does dissociate you in high doses in low doses. what was that case called so in case someone has a question about it um elijah mclean it was a case in denver and it basically was a young man who was like a smaller man i don't know how much he weighed but he didn't weigh very much like on the lower end and he had mental health like issues but he was basically getting pestered by the police in Denver and Aurora and he um was kind of like having a moment and the police had to like detain him and stuff and they gave him ketamine the paramedics did but also there was a bunch of policemen like holding him down like pinning him to the ground and he ended up dying which was really terrible but there is a lot of controversy between if he died because of the dosage of ketamine that he was given or why he actually died and I believe that he died because he was pinned to the ground by a bunch of police officers and he was having a panic attack and not breathing and there was people on top of him so he couldn't actually take full breaths right I don't think he can't feel and maybe the ketamine like did have some type of they shouldn't have been if he already had ketamine they shouldn't yeah I could get I could go on a tangent but I won't (laughs) anyways look up the case if you're curious you can come to your own conclusions yeah exactly it's I mean it's definitely good to be informed but for me I've done ketamine in really high dose not really high doses but in relatively high doses and it has been the most ego death that I've ever experienced in my life I 
it's really important to do it in a setting where you feel safe because you can't really walk when you do high doses. Like, you can- will you explain what a K hole is too? Oh yes, a K hole, <laughs> my favorite place. No. <laughs> um, a K hole is like basically when you are so dissociated from your physical like body that you are just like a puddle. You're just a puddle, and you're just experiencing these dimensions of like time and space I can't explain would you say that maybe um it would induce almost like astral travel because that's the best way I can describe to people like that feeling of dissociation from your body feel like you're in a different universe a different right and you're experiencing things in a completely different way I've had my body turn into Tetris blocks not my body, but I've turned into your consciousness and yeah. like fallen through a spiral hole of Tetris blocks and just like been so completely dissociated from my body. But it is so healing because that dissociation makes you just realize you literally feel like you're dying when you take when you first like the first time you have a K-hole experience, you will literally feel like you are dying and you like I said, once you take a substance, you got to be ready to go. You're, you are committing to doing that thing. Right. So you just surrender to it, let the experience happen. And some of the realizations that I've had about connectedness, um, doing ketamine are so interesting. Some of the dimensions that I have traveled to doing ketamine are so interesting. And it's really just me laying in my bed with my eyes closed you know, experiencing this thing, but it is a full body mind hallucination type experience. And that's why I would say that it is psychedelic. It's not something that you're doing. People do it in public settings and low doses, like at raves and stuff all the time. Um, (laughs) The last rave I went to, I did a little bit too much and we were watching this show and I think it was, we saw Megan the Stallion. And I did a little bit too much ketamine. And then after that, I laid down and just took a little nap. And then I was fine. I was good to go. But um, doing it in public, probably wouldn't recommend unless you're like versed. Right. Versed. Spend some time in that space because that's any drug, you guys. Like, honestly, it's any drug, really. Even alcohol. I mean, like, come on now. Right. Like, I see you people getting be versed. Be versed before you just know yourself. Present exactly. Just know yourself. But in a private setting at your house with someone you trust can be super influential. If anyone has questions about ketamine, I would love to answer them. It's hard to explain. Like, I don't know. Hit her up on. It's hard to explain. If anybody has any questions about any of these substances, either uh, hit us up. up on Instagram or, you know, yeah, just let us know. Okay. I feel like we kind of touched on this um, as we were talking. Yeah. Cause I feel like my biggest lesson was just like that. Um, Cause we were going to talk about our biggest lessons and how they changed us. And then like what we realized most about ourselves and the world around us as well. But I feel like we touched on that. Um, just the interconnectedness and just like my own personal trauma and in a way that made it very easy for me to digest and process like these are the things that need to change if this is the outcome that you want um and then just realizing that 
no different for everyone too. Like you're all going to have very different experiences, but those experiences I can guarantee will be life-changing for you. Right. And very impactful and you'll never forget them. Even if you only did psychedelics once, like it's going to have a profound impact on you um, positively. And what else? I don't know that. Um, your favorite thing is your favorite thing, LSD. Yeah, psychedelics. Probably. It, it depends though, because like you said, I really like mushrooms. I really love microdosing, micro-dosing and that's yeah. I love microdosing mushrooms, but for large doses, I would prefer LSD. I love, and it's cheaper. You can get it like you can get it the same dose of like an eighth of shrooms cheaper with acid. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, I really love ketamine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, exp- it's hard, it's really hard to explain that experience. Because it's very, I know it's very therapeutic. It is so, so interesting, that. but ketamine is one of my favorite things because it's like, it wears off after a little while. It's only like a couple hours of a type of a commitment type thing. LSD is hard for me because of the time commitment but right. DMT, you do have to prepare yeah DMT by far is the most beautiful psychedelic experience I've ever had yes I really uh want to have a profound DMT experience just I would probably want to do it with someone just so they could not do it at the same time but do it so that they oh, could yeah. definitely um, do it be there someone. so because I think I want to while I experience it I want to try my best to like speak what I'm seeing Zuko is freaking out oh like write some things down right because I know some people will like do it by themselves and they'll record themselves and just try to like out loud journal while it's happening because, yeah, because it's, it's hard to remember after right it. exactly so hey Zuko chill out <laughs> He always does this. He thinks I'm talking to him, so he'll, like, start nibbling on me, but it low-key hurts. (laughs) So, um, but, yeah, I think we kind of touched on, like, what the experience has taught us uh, about myself. I feel like it taught me, um, I don't know, I feel like it gave me a lot of grace with myself. Yeah, I think it just really teaches you how to, like, deal with your internal stuff that you have going on. In a non-judgmental way. Yeah, it just gives you a new perspective, a new light on a situation that is really healing. And mm-hmm. you can look at difficult situations in your life with a new light and a new perspective and have like really profound realizations around things that may or may not like be a struggle for you. Even things that you think you may have already dealt with, you will like come to realize differently through psychedelics it just really helps with integrating your traumas your experiences your emotions into your life with experiencing and understanding life at a deeper level if anything if you don't have traumas or I feel like everyone has a little bit of something going on um I think the trauma is really relative yeah I agree it's it's a very relative term like people everyone has trauma because trauma can be anything from like it's I don't know per- like it doesn't have to like something that cool. would be traumatic for me something traumatic for me may not be something that's traumatic for the next person exactly yeah it's very relative to like you, who you are as a person so it, I, yeah psychedelics I think everyone could benefit from them if could, everyone could benefit from them for sure everyone does not have to but it's 
it's been super impactful for me as a person. I would, I don't know who I would be. And I think there are like, obviously everything has its risk factor. There are things about taking psychedelics, like that I'm sure I've been affected by and will be affected to like into my life. But to me, those risks and those like things like maybe the forgetfulness that I have around those experiences like I can't always remember the exact details of those experiences because it is hard to remember sometimes but the like long-lasting lessons that I have taken from those experiences even if I don't remember the details have been worth it to me to like have those side effects or whatever right I agree I agree I think that's a good place to wrap up all right but thank you everyone for listening um if you guys have any questions you can um dm us on instagram we do have that ow zuko he always cheats when we play tug of war he bites me but um modestly modestly metaphysical is just the kind of like podcast advertising platform then she has her uh art page cosmic connections with k's instead of c's and then uh, Wildflower Noella, or just Noel, and then Noella. Okay, it's W. You you can go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want to fuck it up. F L W R N O E L A. That's my personal. W L D F L W R. We can just link it. Yeah, we'll link it. And then mine is Mind Body Kara. Maybe I should change my instagram handle no i like yours it's just i i'm sitting there i'm like i'm not fucking it up it's not super easy to say (laughs) but anyways dm us if you have any questions um or if there's anything that you want to hear more about we're still definitely doing a full episode on her ayahuasca and a little bit more about dmt um so other than that it's typically easter but thanks a full moon so write down anything you want to let go and release the energy should still be there today it was technically yesterday but um yeah so thanks for listening we appreciate you we love you and we'll talk to you next week